Welcome, I'm Moshe Ferber. And I am Ariel Munafon. And this is the Silver Lining Podcast, a podcast about security architecture. Hey, good morning. And with us is Greg Flechter from AppsFlyer. I've recently met Guy and I was very impressed from the process he made with his uh, security team. He is the uh, CISO for AppsFlyer. AppsFlyer are leading in uh, global uh, digital marketing. Guy will tell us about it. But what I was impressed from... Uh, Guy made it possible for his team to, uh, he calls it uh, building guardrails and not gates, meaning he was able to uh, put security into the R&D process of his company by cooperating with the R&D team and not by supervising with them. And this is why I invited him today to talk about DevSecOps, talk about how to do security in a company that is uh, collecting gigabytes of terabytes of data and managing thousands of servers good morning guy good morning good morning happy to be here mm. pleasure uh, to have you here so after this uh, quick introduction tell us about yourself and the company so hi everyone guy flechter uh, you can say I've been in the security industry for almost uh, the past 20 years I started uh, my journey in this uh, industry when I joined uh, the army Uh, in different roles of uh, the information security in the Israeli Air Force. And then a uh, natural uh, process, I continued this journey in my uh, civilian uh, uh, life and uh, did some different uh, roles in consulting and uh, uh, some uh, additional work for uh, uh, private sectors, health sectors, and so on. And then I joined uh, LifePerson. Uh, which is known as uh, one of the biggest messaging uh, company in the, the world. And that was first uh, my first interaction with uh, the cloud industry. And uh, I've been there for almost uh, six years. And then a uh, year and a half ago, I joined AppsFlyer as the Chief Information Security Officer. Uh, and ever since then, I'm there working uh, and building a... Uh, You can say from scratch uh, the entire security uh, um, group in uh, uh, in apps flyer how, how much time the, the company exist and only after uh, five years you started to build them the yeah you, it's it's uh, it's an interesting question you always ask yourself when is the right time when you uh, bring in the security f- in full-time uh, security they had a security consultant all the from day one but you know there is always a line that you need to ask yourself as uh, the CEO ask yourself uh, is this the right time to have someone uh, uh, is full-time and build the entire uh, group around it And I think, you know, it's every time it's depend on the ecosystem that you are living in and probably the size of the company. Uh, you can say that when I joined, they have like 300 uh, employees. And now we're over almost 700 employees, oh. almost only in one and a half years. Uh, so it's a growing company. And I think that they bring uh, me and the decision they made I think they made it in a uh, in the right time for them as a growing company and the market needs and understanding that the security is a core element for them and uh, what they see themselves as a leading company and one of them being a leading company is that they need to provide that security as a top-notch security for their product services environment and so on because it's digital advertising digital media it's it's not like it's it takes more time to get caught on the radar of the customer CISO I mean if it was a business application like ERP as a service it would cut attention before digital marketing you can see us also with outbrain and tabula and other companies they take a little bit longer to gain this first security officers because customers are less minded and Again, a couple of years ago, I uh, guess uh, uh, today I th- this is ch- shifting yeah, a bit. I, I think that also this depends on the customers. The, if there are enterprise, it's better to have uh, the... Yeah, they have enterprise customers, but because their niche is the digital advertising, it is far away from the local network usually. So it mm-hmm. takes time to, uh, for that, 
to to be on the C, on the CISO radar mm-hmm. and uh, start get receiving the other the big Excel spreadsheet that other companies receive a couple of years ago uh, yeah but this is a big change because digital advertising until now was uh, very much uh, Wild West, I yeah. would call it. Yeah. I mean, uh, those companies were not uh, specializing in security and mm-hmm. something changed in the market. And I guess mm-hmm. this is part of the uh, change of mindset that brought you to AppsFlyer. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as I remember, AppsFlyer is an amazing company from technology point of view. Tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about it. Yes. So uh, a little bit about AppsFlyer. So just a few words about uh, what AppsFlyer uh, does and, uh, and then we can go to the technology stack and uh, how we handle it. Uh, so AppsFlyer is a mobile attribution analytics. Uh, this is uh, the high level uh, 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 theme. And uh, basically our pro, uh, what we are doing is helping uh, the app developers or uh, our customers that have uh, apps and doing campaigns on them to optimize their campaign. How we're doing that? Uh, basically, you can divide it into two layers. The first layer is, is that we help you to identify or to do the attribution. Basically, this is the core element of what we're doing is the attribution and saying exactly from where you uh, where each install arrived from, whether it's a campaign in Facebook, in Twitter, in Snapchat, or any other ad network that you are working with. Uh, so this is the first layer. And the second layer is basically uh, understanding the behavior of uh, the end user inside the app itself, is uh, knowing uh, exactly what is the lifetime value, you can say, of each end user, understanding uh, uh, whether it's a valuable uh, end user and together with the campaign and uh, lifetime value, then you can measure the ROI from each campaign and then you can decide and shift budget and decide whether you want to go to more campaigns in, uh, I don't know, in emails and uh, then uh, other ad network that you use and, and maybe you got a lot of uh, installs, but the more productive end user you got is from the email campaign. For yeah. example, I don't know. It's yeah. uh, it's up to you to decide and uh, depend on your the, your user. So this is uh, roughly what we're doing. Of course, we have ad- another uh, layers of uh, uh, services that we provide. One other core services that we provide is the anti fraud capability. The fraud in our uh, industry is a very uh, wide uh, and, and we see it a lot and uh, one of our core uh, products called Protect360 is uh, providing our uh, uh, customer the ability to detect uh, which installs is a fraud installs and then you are not going to pay on the fraud installs and we see it it's uh, it's amazing it's it's a huge uh, market, the fraud market, uh, and it's happening on on every single moment with millions of millions of attempts to do fraud, and uh, uh, we managed to uh, to provide a very 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 good uh, uh, capability to our customer in the way to protect them from fraud and fraud installs, and you know eventually it's down to money paying. Yeah on fraud install that never happened or are not genuine. How, how does it work, this uh, online fraud? I mean, people are installing like false, they're installing the application on false phone or like uh, device the, uh, farms, mm, and then yeah. they collect uh, the money from the mm-hmm. from the clicks. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, they have to, co- to cooperate with the, with the one of the campaigns, I mean. Uh, so so mm-hmm. this is a very, uh, you know, we can have a dedicated <laughs> uh, session around it and uh, how uh, the fraud industry works, uh, but... Uh, I have a few ideas now. <laughs> <laughs> for the next uh, 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 podcast. Uh, so it's, it's, it's amazing. It's a full industry. There are people that are, know how to do their right campaigns and find a way. And there are people that are, uh, as you said, farms, uh, operate farms. uh, Farms of devices. Farms of devices, uh, different devices. And we see, for example, we managed to catch devices that have millions of installs on the same device. (laughs) And you say, okay, 
Uh, it's uh, maybe my child can uh, uh, install a lot of uh, 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 of uh, apps but not millions of apps on a single day and we saw a lot that there is a lot of uh, ways to detect uh, the fraud and how we manage to detect them uh, it's layers and layers and layers different heuristics that you are uh, learning on every day and uh, it's uh, it's evolving you know yeah. it's uh, it's like it's the cybersecurity okay. area and uh, you know it's a chase it's an endless uh, cat and mouse uh, uh, game uh, every time they are evolving we need to evolve uh, together with them and mo- and again and again and again okay from technology point of view how's the company looks like uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, it's a it's a very i can say it's a very 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 innovative and very uh, uh Uh, edge uh, with the technology a company that w- goes to the edge from technology perspective we born in the cloud we are fully in the cloud no uh, room servers or something like that no we are not managing any data center by ourselves we are using uh, AWS uh, we are uh, uh, this is our main uh, data centers our main public cloud that we are using Uh, we have some additional uh, uh, services that we are using a uh, Google Cloud uh, but AWS you can say this is the, the biggest chunk of technology that uh, we are using from uh, uh, data center again from uh, uh, from the stack itself we are running thousand on on thousand of, uh, of servers you know the, the ability to auto scale you know you can walk up any day with uh, another uh, 1007 in your uh, environment because just you have a peak and then five minutes after the peak then you go down on average today we are running more than 50,000 servers uh, on average oh. as I said you can <laughs> yeah. up down uh, uh, the ability to auto scale uh, we utilize various type of uh, uh, data stores uh, to, to, to provide the service uh, from uh, uh, Aerospike to uh, S3, uh, BigQuery that uh, use as uh, Google Cloud and 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 so on. Um, so it's a very 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 interesting uh, environment to work in. From I can say from the information security perspective. You collect uh, this amazing number of uh, terrors a day now. Yeah, That's... we are. <laughs> oh. in, his, in his pocket. In his pocket. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so uh, yeah, it's uh, the amount of about 80 terra of data on a single day. Uh, 80 terras of data a single day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's amazing uh, um, uh, because, again, we are probably... Uh, As a market leaders, uh, we are uh, our SDK is located in I don't know most of the all the biggest uh, companies in the world, and uh, uh, we are part of them. And every interaction and, and every action that is happening there is being collected. Uh, of course, all the privacy and issue and uh, stuff like that are very uh, sensitive for us. So we are very strict on uh, the collection and what we're doing and so on. Uh, e- even the, with the GDPR uh, uh, stuff uh, that uh, arrived a year ago it's even become even uh, more uh, strict for us of what we're doing and uh, 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 um, and how we collect and uh, the legitimate interest and lawful basis and, and, and you know all the stuff from a GDPR perspective that we are doing also for that perspective In that area, I think that we are uh, very uh, leading the market of uh, the ways that we do stuff around GDPR and privacy. And I can say in every uh, in every talk that the CEO have, he's talking about security and privacy as a core element for the company. And it's not just, uh, you know, just talk. Uh, it's also, uh, uh, you know, the phrase, uh, put the money where your mouth is. Yeah. Uh, 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 so he's, he's really putting the money in uh, and investing a lot as a company in security and privacy from uh, for in any element in our day-to-day work. Okay, so uh, let's move on. Irina Rafigo has a change in management uh, uh, mindset. They decided to invest in security. They brought you in. You 
got into your first day at the job and you started planning the future. So w- what kind of challenges do you see? I mean, what, wh- how did you build your uh, roadmap? How did you build your, uh, your uh, I don't know, business plan? To, how did you build the security? Uh, step by step. <laughs> slowly, First, slowly. They, they will hate me. Okay, <laughs> so now what I do? <laughs> so so I, I came in peace. I really came in peace. Uh, I'm familiar with this industry. I came from a life person. I know it's the, the SaaS industry. It's a very... Uh, 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 the, de- uh, the developers are the kings yeah. the, the developers mean. are the kings yeah. and they should be uh, mm-hmm. we are not trying to be uh, the king uh, you know we are not in Westeros uh, <laughs> not trying to uh, take over the, the throne there Uh, uh, th- this chapter was recorded uh, two days after the last yeah. uh, episode of Game of Thrones, so everybody are a bit influenced. Uh, <laughs> you, are, you are Jon Snow. <laughs> so uh, 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 we believe that the, the developers are, uh, are the kings. Uh, in a metaphor way, that they need to do their job to provide the company uh, the way to sell and, uh, and to sell a better product and how to do stuff. And you need to remember that when we arrived, when I arrived, uh, although, the, uh, again, there are security, they worked with security consultants before that, but this is completely different when you have someone 24-7, you can say, wake up uh, in the middle of the night thinking about security of the company. So it's, uh, it's a little bit different, but eventually I'm here to uh, enable Uh, the security or to enable our developers to do their job uh, without the concern about how they need to protect because I'm here to uh, provide them everything they need uh, around security and how to do it fast and uh, uh, with limited, as you said at the beginning, with the limited uh, gates or not gates at all, uh, just to provide them the... Uh, guardrails and and the paved road for them to drive fast and 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 then uh, you know I give them the safety guidelines for them to use or to uh, uh, to enjoy you can say and do their job the nine to five job or nine to six nine to seven depend on uh, how many code you have to write but to do their job and without any needs to uh, you know worry how am I going to secure the environment because you We, the security team, provide you all the tools, all the services, and everything that is, uh, we can offer you in advance, and you don't need to think about it. Just go ahead, plug into our services, use our tools, and then drive. A cloud security uh, adoption uh, is better when you have a CISO that really came from the, the industry, because uh, I believe that uh, it cannot be otherwise in the cloud. Yeah, you know, it's helped me a lot to come from a uh, life person. I learned a lot in the six years I worked uh, there, and I think that uh, a lot of my perspective and understanding uh, how to support such organization arrived from uh, the learning there and, and, and what I did there. Uh, but even there, I wasn't expected to the uh, uh, different kind of work that I had at AppsFire and uh, the different environment and the, the fact that, you know, uh, some of the challenges that we are talking about is the fact that continuous, everybody's talking about continuous integration, continuous deployment, but, you know, in most cases, you find out that there are, like, a maintenance window uh, once a week and, you know, everything is pushed there and so you have the entire week to... put all the security and so on but in absolute case it's not the case on a daily basis there are deployment there are changes uh, this is continuous deployment this is a continuous integration continuous deployment and you need to go in that process and find a way to be part of it without stopping it or uh, making it uh, more slow becoming uh, a bottleneck without yeah become a, bottleneck, a bo- bottleneck to this uh, uh, process uh, this is not what we want to achieve we don't want to become an adversary to our uh, engineers uh, we want to be we want them to feel our plan security as part of them like any other group in the engineering group we don't want to be you know uh, the special uh, the special group that comes uh, and not part of the engineering and And this is, a, this is a very uh, interesting challenge that when I came, 
I wanted to, to solve. That to avoid to become an adversary of the developers. This is why I said I came in peace. Yeah. <laughs> I not came, uh, stop everything you're doing. Yeah. Uh, you need to put security and no. Okay. So you get to the company. The company currently has a, a security uh, a advisor that are external. They don't leave the company. You have you are a company that is full CI CD. So uh, the R and D is leading the the pipeline. You want to make sure that you are not becoming a bottleneck. You want to make sure that they uh, receive you as I don't know their uh, their technical advisor, but not as the tech, not as their uh, the guy that supervises them and gives them uh, orders. So uh, interested to know how did you build it? How did you do it? What kind of mm-hmm. uh, uh, what kind of uh, uh, methodology you implemented? And I remember uh, remind you that we always try to look at things process, people, and technology. Mm-hmm. So if you can uh, tell us a little bit more along these guidelines, what did you do? So I think that uh, let's start with the people uh, first. Of all, let's divide it into. I think we can divide it into two. For when, my t- when you arrive to AppSlyer, you're the only security. I'm dedicated. the only security there. Uh, uh, came to the desert, uh, you can <laughs> say, and start to uh, build your team, build a uh, build a country. Uh, <laughs> like the pioneers arrived to 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 here to, to Israel and build a. Uh, 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 the new country. So Ben Gurion, tell us. Ben, who, ben G- <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 who remember seventy years ago? Uh, uh, but um, you can say that when I arrived, I thought uh, immediately how my team will uh, be part of uh, this, talk the same language as uh, as uh, uh, as the, the engineering team, which is basically the. Uh, structure from the platform team, which is uh, the, the DevOps and also the R&D and uh, developers, uh, how I manage my team to be a uh, part of it. So this is why I'm, uh, I'm uh, when I'm recruiting um, people, uh, recruited also, uh, they need to come with uh, the understanding of development. And they, uh, uh, for example, my uh, uh, lead uh, person of the the entire engineering security he was a developer before that he, he was a team uh, leader and he know to talk the the language and it's a very key uh, element for uh, the discussion with uh, engineering so if com- someone is coming to talk with them about a security issue or flaw that they need to fix he know to talk their language he know to say I've been in your place, I know what you did, I know what you are going through and all the pressure and all the things that you need to develop. And uh, But when I'm coming to talk with you, so I need to, I can explain you exactly what you need to do with the right uh, methodology and the right perspective or stuff of our engineering uh, uh, perspective. So all the people that I'm recruiting and recruited, as I said, are coming from uh, development uh, capabilities, whether they were uh, uh, developers in their, uh, in their previous uh, roles or uh, uh, with a good uh, uh, understanding of development and they can write scripts and, and so on. Did they, kn- they knew security or, you, or do you, this part you had to teach them? No, no, no. They they arrived with those capabilities. Uh, and so they were both uh, security. They understood security. They also know how to read code and uh, write course. some scripts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, even today, when we are uh, uh, recruiting uh, new uh, employees to our team, uh, part of our uh, uh, entrance uh, tests is uh, reading code and understanding codes, uh, different type of codes, to see if they know. If tomorrow morning they will see code, then I will know that they know how to read it and explain exactly what is need to be done. And also they have the capabilities to write code because we're writing a lot of scripts, we're writing a lot of internal tools and, and, and we are planning to write more uh, tools internally to be used by the developers and by the entire engineering uh, group. Yeah, well, this is a... Uh this goes back uh, another episode yeah. we're doing that uh, security people today needs to be able to re- read code just as much as they need to be able to read English. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's becoming even uh, more uh, demanding when when the cloud 
the public cloud is, is uh, infrastructure is a code yeah. eventually mm-hmm. all the IM or everything is, is a code uh, JSON and so on they need to know how to write it and interfaces between uh, two different services are now written in code, code. they yeah. are yeah, not yeah, yeah. Uh, They're yeah. not configurable about that okay. uh, about uh, one more uh, question about the people you are, you are talking about your team but uh, how do you do you, do you approach the other uh, team leaders or uh, from the developer you you start uh, talking with, with them and how do you do so that? this is the the second yeah. part of uh, the, the the people uh, issue so uh, the developers and the engineering and the platform team uh, we are working very closely with them uh, we are on a continuous meetings with them we're doing security session with them uh, we're part of uh, their uh, uh, onboarding process and uh, then on a regular basis we're there with them and uh, train them and and we we are doing their training as well yeah uh, my team is doing the engineering onboarding training as well mm-hmm. uh, uh, as I said To be uh, to be together to understand the same uh, language mm-hmm. and to talk the same uh, uh, capability and to understand what they're doing what they need to do and so on so from both perspective we are involved in the training onboarding and ongoing training for the uh, engineering and also we are doing their training uh, to uh, 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 to talk their language and to understand what they're doing and And also to be professional what we are doing uh, you know if they're using specific tools and then we need to integrate to it we need to understand how this tool works and to know how to operate it uh, what kind of security trainings do you give your engineers so uh, for all the new employees all the new uh, engineers that arrive after three months uh, going through uh, a security session of uh, half a day something like that of going through all the main security vulnerabilities and you know OSP top 10 uh, but we are showing them everything live we show them how we check it how we test it uh, 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 of course if we saw bugs the previous bugs uh, that we closed we can show them how these uh, bugs uh, we found it and what was the issue and how they need to fix it and give them a mindset of uh, security but as I said uh, we try not to do some you know you can say it cognitive load to engineer we not try to uh, make them uh, security engineers uh, they need to do their job we have our job to do so we try to give them the right understanding but you We are pushing more and more capabilities and tools and services that they will use without the need to think about uh, uh, of uh, security all the time they have to develop their uh, uh, tool but we will be you know part of it is uh, like it's will come to them like natural uh, without the need to think about it all the time okay so for example we gave mm-hmm. them uh, sorry uh, 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 we created uh, you can say a questionnaire that they need to ask themselves uh, every time they de- develop something uh, for example am I uh, uh, getting any input and that I need to check the input validation or do I need to uh, or, uh, or do some kind of authorization authentication and so on and then we just sent them to What they need to do well, with that uh, uh, if they asking themselves and the answer is yes then what they need to do so think of that this questionnaire we are shifting it to be more uh, uh, autonomous and uh, self-service for them without the need or for example if they need to do some uh, kind of uh, input uh, validation we build them a, a, a dedicated library for them to use and And they don't need to think how am I going to do the input validation just use the tool that we created and that's uh, that's it excellent you have an, another example except from input validation uh, about tools that you gave to the developers mm. it, it reminded them uh, what you think one day that uh, you know in, in the former IT there was the system and the, and the developers and then they came like a integration uh, team that they build the system and the uh, They try to to help uh, the developers be more uh, uh, focused on the, on their job so uh, I think that uh, if the devops the devsecops uh, this is what uh, what you are, are doing now mm-hmm. yeah. correct correct yeah okay. yeah 
so uh, uh, going back, so uh, when the developers need a new feature, he first of all thinks about a new feature, then he has a questionnaire that he needs to uh, address to, and from the questions in the questionnaire, I mean, from the answers of the questionnaire, we understand what what type of security he needs to embed in our authentication, like input validation. So and th so those on, are yeah. the yeah. So this is uh, okay. And and there are stuff mm -hmm. that we are. Uh, this is part of. Uh, you, you can get if you go into the processes and uh, and or technology. You know, it's uh, between them. Uh, we are working with them. Uh, we develop uh, uh, about it. This is this is why it's it's uh, very. Uh, Working with AWS or cloud, uh, public cloud, it's very good because it's very uh, easy to, to, to some of the job to do, just develop the capability and just integrate it. But for example, if a developers need to provide his uh, application or his service some kind of uh, permission, he knows the best how to do it. I don't know what permission he needs. I don't need him to come to me and ask me what permission do I need for this uh, application. You know the best, but what we're doing uh, in that area is that uh, we are uh, uh, in a constant monitoring. We tell them, no, you don't need to come to me. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's like, uh, you can say it's like uh, the self-service uh, desk in supermarket. Uh, you don't need to come to me when you need to buy bread, milk, water, and stuff like that. But come to me with uh, important stuff like uh, alcohol or biz or, uh, or cigarettes, you can say, that require additional thought or uh, a different way of uh, understanding because they have a, a higher risk of doing something bad. So this is what we are trying to, uh, to uh, have in our environment. So if uh, uh, if a developer will need a permission for his uh, service or his application, you don't need to come to me. Provide the service, the permission that you think that you need, and we will monitor it. And and and, and automatically, if for example after ninety days or so, uh, the service didn't use specific permission, then probably you don't need this permission to it, and uh, we will revoke it uh, in automatically. Of course, there is all the cycles of uh, notifying, and uh, the, the service didn't use the the this permission. Uh, what uh, do you need it? Do you don't need it, and so on. And uh, but in most cases, I don't think they have a good uh, justification for a server that didn't use uh, permission for ninety days to remove the permission, specific permission. Yeah. The part of the permission. This is the 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 easy part for IM. Just remove the. The, the the role that he didn't uh, use yes. and that's it. How do you do this technically? Uh, so there are a lot of open source capabilities about it. Uh, uh, for example, uh, there is a RepoKid. Uh, if you're familiar, it's a Netflix uh, solution. Uh, uh, I can say about Netflix that they are pioneers and a lot of stuff. And uh, we can, we take a lot of uh, of uh, Netflix. Uh, a vision of uh, what they are doing in their environment because we have a very similar environment to them and so we are uh, uh, very uh, uh, we love their vision and uh, uh, you can say that uh, we adopted a lot of their uh, understanding of how to do stuff in our uh, in our day-to-day -day, uh, activity so basically what it does behind the scenes it's, it compares the the logging of the different activities made versus the IEM policies mm -hmm. that are in AWS yeah. and saying okay this this uh, permission, we I don't see any logs that is corresponding to that. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the cloud trail, as you're familiar, is that yeah. it's a very powerful tool for understanding what is happening uh, to your environment from IAM and uh, all the configuration perspective. And basically, you use that, and it's also very easy to get the the, the, the cloud and the yeah. information for the cloud. You don't need to think of how am I collecting like uh, in. Uh, the old or traditional data center, how am I collecting all these uh, logs and uh, stuff like that? But it's very easy. Just enable a dongle inside uh, the AWS account and then immediately you have all the CloudTrail uh, being delivered to you. Uh, Other technologies, uh, cool stuff that you're using? Wow, we're using a lot of cool <laughs> stuff. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, we love, uh, on, on a side note, uh, we love to work with uh, startups and, uh, and uh, we think that a lot of startups provide us uh, very uh, 
interesting capabilities that their mindset is to, is aligned to our mindset. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that uh, enterprise uh, companies are not uh, providing good stuff, but the ability to work with startup uh, and adjust a lot of, of their stuff to us, it's it's a very uh, great and amazing, and we are working with a lot of uh, amazing uh, startup. Uh, I wish I would able to say all the names, but uh, <laughs> some of them are still in stealth mode, and and I uh, and but when they go out, I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, uh, for example, one amazing startup that we are working with is uh, this is in stealth mode, but uh, what we're doing with them is uh, is basically uh, it's a key element of our entire approach is basically uh, we are comparing it's very deterministic the ability to do a very deterministic understanding of what is happening in your environment is uh, by connecting to your CI CD uh, uh, we are connecting to the CI CD see everything that is uh, going out from the CI CD map it uh, you can say uh, we uh, build uh, you can say a signature for everything from uh, uh, what ports, what services, what everything, how the code should uh, hack and so on. And then we monitor it inside the, the production. So it's a very easy to understand if it's not working according to what you said inside uh, the CICD, yeah. then we will stop it immediately. And because of the, the, the self-healing capabilities and auto scares and go down and go up services inside the environment, it's very easy to say, this is not healthy uh, service, host, container, and so on. Let's take it down and rebuild it from the beginning. And then if someone will go into my environment and try to change something inside, we will immediately be able to detect it because, and we don't know, we, and we don't need any, sorry for if I'm uh, going to ruin someone, any machine learning, <laughs> uh, deep learning <laughs> capability for that because it's a very deterministic, Approach. An approach because this is what you meant to mm -hmm. to be deployed. We monitor this is what is happening there, and then you can do uh, autonomous whitelisting of uh, of uh, network uh, 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 connection and and services that are running and so on, without the need to think of is it something that should be there and so on. not if it was determined that in the CI/CD that it should be there. So we are okay with that. Yeah. So basically, what you do, you record the the behavior of the application in this in the testing process and during the integration integration and, and testing process, and then you turn it into a whitelist of uh, this is what the application should mm -hmm. do. Anything else is blocked. In order to do that, you need to have first of all good testing to make sure that you cover mm -hmm. everything. So this is an interesting thing. So you build automated testing. Because of your CI/CD process, you had to get good automated testing. You also have security testing when you mm -hmm. do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we're using uh, some scanners, and we are. It's also one of the challenges in uh, in upside. We are not using a very standard uh, uh, language, uh, main language. We have a various uh, type of uh, language, but our main language is closure. So it's a very not a standard yeah. uh, language. It's uh, a challenge on your static analysis. It's uh, a challenge, and uh, and this is why we're working. Uh, and this is why I need the developers in my environment, in my uh, team, uh, to uh, develop a scanner that will be just to uh, what we're doing and how we uh, scan the, the the our code. And this is why we are. Uh, uh, focusing on integrating and doing a lot of understanding inside the CICD and then if something is uh, out there in the production we can monitor it and then nobody will be able to change it inside the production. Uh, one of our key uh, elements that we are working on uh, on top of the guardrails and, uh, and uh, not gates is the fact that we are giving uh, or we want to give a lot of visibility to our uh, developers and by giving them a lot of visibility to what is happening, what is the issues with their uh, code, uh, we're going to give them a lot of re uh, responsibility and freedom. Uh, you know, you, you can yeah. give them a lot of freedom. They think that they're freedom. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you give them a lot of uh, freedom on the decision making of when to fix stuff and how to fix stuff. and, and uh, uh, But eventually they are accountable for the fixing. 
this is our a way to scale. Yeah. Uh, we cannot go and work with any one of our developers and say to them, you know, you need to do that, you need to do that, go that, go fix that. No, we give them uh, the visibility. You need to decide. Of course, uh, I put an asterisk on it and uh, and and say there are situations that they, are, they don't have any freedom to decide how to do it and or when to fix it. Uh, if it's an urgent matter, then go fix it now. You yeah. don't have the freedom to decide. You yeah. don't want to fix it now. But giving them the right visibility and also the context of understanding how to fix stuff. This is part of our self-service. If you, you w- we want them to fix uh, 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 we need to explain to them how to fix it the right way, how to use it, what you need to do, how, and, and what tool do you need to use in a very uh, uh, easy manner for them to understand and not come to us and ask us, how do I need to do this and this and this? Uh, just here, you have uh, an internal system that we are, want, that we are building and uh, want to be more and more and more uh, 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 better in that area uh, for them to use. So trying to summarize this because we're getting closer to the end. So uh, AppsFlyer, it's, it's an amazing company. It's a software as a service. You basically have your uh, your product installed on a, on a lot of uh, leading applications, which means that eventually on our phone, we might have a couple of instances <laughs> of your application and you're collecting tons of data from that and you give customers insights. Mm-hmm. Um, from security point of view, from uh, you came in about uh, a year and a half ago, and you had to do a couple of necessary steps. You had to embed security into the R&D process and basically uh, allow your uh, developers to develop uh, securely, but also try not to be a gate in the way. You try to give them uh, the basically freedom, but uh, g- but make sure that they're responsible for what they're doing. The way that you did it, Basically, you build up your security team made of people who understand code and be able to talk to the developers so they are embedded into their teams. From the process point of view, your guys are part of the engineering team. They're part of their training. They're doing the training together. They, they speak. They sit in the same meetings. They're doing the same, uh, uh, the same uh, I don't know, design uh, conference, uh, sorry, design meetings. So they're part of the engineering process, which makes them... Uh, a good partner, right? And from the process point of view, you give your developers the autonomy, but you try to also to give them the right tools to work with. You give them the uh, libraries for validation, you give them the right questionnaire to understand the impact of what they're developing, and you do good security testing in order to make sure that they develop it accordingly, but you give them the freedom to uh, correct things as you want. From the technology point of view, you installed many things that allow you to uh, basically run things uh, smoother, and uh, give you better visibility. Um, uh, what else am I missing here? That or anything else you want to add that we haven't spoke about? Yeah, I think you just summarized it. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good summarizer. <laughs> He's a good summarizer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's it's uh, but the first thing that you need to it's uh, a change in your mindset mm-hmm. uh, before the people, before the the technology, before the processes, and before the everything that you do, you need to do a, a mind. Uh, you need to change your mind how stuff need to work and where you are located in the world mm-hmm. in a company and understanding that the company eventually need to sell. And uh, uh, and the way to sell is to pro- to develop the product and to do the product even better. Uh, but uh, to keep it secure uh, and, and uh, make sure that uh, all the privacy and uh, security elements are part of the the, the development is uh, is uh, also there, but uh, you need to make sure that you are part of the process. You're not trying to stop anyone. You're not trying to slow anyone. You're not coming to you know that uh, the Dutch boy in the uh, <laughs> uh, holding uh, the dam not to collapse with all the water, uh, but. Yeah, yeah. This is a mind uh, changing your mindset, and uh, and this is something that uh, I think that we see a lot of a lot of uh, security team how changing the the the, the, mindset. the mindset of them, and I think it will be uh, do only good for our industry to change uh, the understanding and not trying to stop uh, thing and 
help the industry and help our companies to grow and to become bigger, but secure as well. And, 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 and if we will do that, everybody will want to be, uh, do the security as part of them uh, because, the, as I said at the beginning, we don't want to become an adversary of our internal uh, team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have there to help them uh, to, do their, to do their job. I think that this is kind of the our motto here in the in the podcast is to allow people like you that can understand the the new area of the security person the mindset to spread it out and uh, help uh, more people do the same there's one thing I forgot and I'm gonna raise it anyway uh, uh, just give us a couple of words I know that the part of your basically you have a quest now to make apps flyer uh, leading in your sector in information security which seems that you're you're progressing quite well there a uh, part of it was uh, you uh, basically ma- uh, built compliance into new standards which is either 2717 and is a 2718 those are not familiar with those standards though are they're basically the new is a 27 uh, Standards one of them is cloud security and one of them is cloud privacy. There are not many companies that are uh, adhering to this standard uh, it's a very new one and it's a challenging one. Give us a couple of words about uh, what was the biggest challenge or uh, any insights you can give us from uh, the process of adhering to this those standards uh, so um, I know uh, it's uh It's uh, also it's part of the decision that the management did that I did together with uh, the management. Uh, to become a leading in our uh, compliance uh, program in the industry to to be the guiding star for uh, our industry and also it's a good uh, sales uh, pitch when you come to a big company big firms and say to them uh, look on the standard mm-hmm. it's eventually it's a way to 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 have a common language uh, with uh, uh, international companies that when you come into them and say I have ISO 2701 ISO 20 Oh, 17, 18, I have SOC 2, I have uh, e-privacy and so on and so on. It's much easier for them to understand what level of maturity do you have in your organization than just say to them, uh, I don't know, I have a very good and, yeah. and great uh, security and I can repeat everything that I just said in the podcast. And I hope that they will understand. But most likely they will not understand, not because they don't want, because eventually they have a very limited understanding Uh, they cannot work with any given uh, vendor that they are working with uh, to understand how uh, this vendor works and how much security this is why the compliance program is a very important for have a common language with uh, with uh, which companies that are you're doing business with them and regarding the the ISO that you talked about so Uh, we did that after we uh, achieved uh, ISO 27001 and uh, we did all the stuff for the GDPR and so on and we felt that um, as, uh, as, an, as an industry leader uh, those uh, ISO certificates are very important for us because first of all because we are a cloud provider a SaaS uh, company and also privacy is a key element in our uh, In our uh, day-to-day uh, work and and I've uh, after we did the ISO 2701 and the GDPR prepara- uh, preparation and uh, I, I, I we come to understanding that it's uh, to achieve those ISOs will be not uh, easy but it will be much easier for us uh, to achieve them once we did those uh, two uh, 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 certificate and prepared everything and, uh, and 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 everything that we have uh, so uh, privacy that, that so the cloud so the issue for the cloud as I said is you understand the maturity of our security in the cloud and how we do stuff and um, I think that uh, going through the eyes of that is relevant for security in the cloud was a very uh, 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 good for us and the privacy is also based on the fact that we are uh, very uh, privacy uh, focused and prepared for the GDPR and we did everything that the GDPR required and and, and, and by the way it uh, was a fascinating uh, work to work on the GDPR uh, uh, from our perspective because as you said at the beginning uh, Moshe it's uh, it's a very uh, 
complicated uh, ecosystem. The ad tech industry is a very complicated uh, industry, and but we did some amazing job there. Uh, so to achieve the privacy in the cloud was very, uh, uh, very good for us and gave us additional layers of, uh, of uh, you know, certification of that what we did was uh, a good and, and, and we are aligned to industry standard and so on. And I can say that we also achieved the ISO 27032 as well. Business continuity? Uh, no, no, uh, it's uh, the cyber... Uh, 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 cyber framework. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mm. it's closing, we think that this is will uh, a, a good closure for the, 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 the entire uh, uh, compliance program that we have. Uh, and you feel that it's uh, giving you the right advantage over others? I mean, it's a, it's a shorten your sales cycle. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. A relieving you from customer questions. Mm-hmm. Amazing. This is exactly what we preach for. I mean, do those security standards from for your marketing, for your sales team, not for your uh, uh, for nice your internal. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do this. Do this because your of course your sales person will have much easier time talking mm-hmm. with the with mm-hmm. the IT guys. The mm-hmm. customers. Yeah. Oh. I can say that when our sales team or customer success uh, uh, teams coming to customers and uh, show them the compliance program, it's a completely different uh, discussion. Uh, if you know, if you have a tension that high, once you put them uh, uh, the document, the one pages, they show this is what we have in place. Uh, this is all the certificate. The third parties that uh, conducted the the audits and give us uh, the uh, the approval of what we're doing, it's giving them more assurance of what we're doing. And, you know, from coming that high tension, then you going that low, doesn't mean that we removed any concerns that they have, but it's a completely different discussion uh, uh, once you uh, have that uh, 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 compliance uh, program uh, in your hand. Excellent. Okay. So we'll finish summarizing. Any last words, anyone? I think that uh, this was a great talk, and uh, this is the one of the, uh, at least from not being a security guy, the things that uh, I want to uh, really uh, talk and show to other people how to do the right uh, thing of security in cloud, allowing people to work. Excellent. Guy, your last word? Uh, it was a real pleasure to, to be here. Um, I think that, uh, as I said, uh, we are here uh, to, to do a better uh, uh, to everyone, uh, and as I said at the beginning, uh, we came in peace. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is we are our our uh, title of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> of the, of so <laughs> this is uh, as, as I said, uh, mindset and understanding that this is the world that we need to be part of it. And if we don't want to be that, uh, uh, although there are cool stuff that uh, the cyber industry is doing. Still, in, in, in a lot of uh, the uh, outside of the security uh, vendors, inside the security team, there is a lot of uh, work to be done and to change and, and to be more uh, closer to uh, uh, the rewards that are uh, happening there, and especially in the cloud industry and uh, SaaS and everything. Thank you very much, guys. It's been Thank a pleasure. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Goodbye. you.